Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Today we have our friend Will Sutton and he is a an ag teacher from North Carolina and he was recently on the Titan Games so he's basically fr- famous now. Um, Will, why don't you start out by introducing yourself, kind of telling us a little bit about your program and where you teach. All right, so uh, my name's Will Sutton. Um, I kind of grew up in a line of ag teachers. Uh, my dad was an ag teacher at a um, Jones Senior High School in North Carolina for 31 years and uh, my sister actually is an ag teacher as well um, but uh, I teach at Croatan High School which is right on the coast of North Carolina um, in the southeast region of the um, North Carolina FFA um, and the Seashore Federation so uh, uh, I teach at Croatan uh, we're a pretty small school um, we got about 900 students which is you know pretty I mean it's not that small but uh, it's a 2A high school and um, I teach horticulture and ag mechanics. Um, and we have roughly about 140 agriculture FFA members. Um, so that's uh, pretty good. Um, I felt like uh, when I got to the school, I've been teaching five years. And uh, when I got to the school, there were 65 members, I think. And in the past four years, we've grown it to about 140, I think we had last year. So uh, we've grown it pretty good. Um, got a really active chapter. Uh, we've won the region in ag mechanics the last two years, so uh, that's some uh, that's some highlights, I reckon. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Uh, I grew up. I went to NC State University, got an ag business um, management bachelor's degree, and then went back to NC A and T University and got my uh, master's degree in agriculture education. So uh, played a little bit of baseball and basketball in high school, and played on the club baseball team at NC State, and. Um, and just kind of picked up a uh, slow pitch softball and, and weightlifting after that. That's awesome. So uh, are you in a single person program? Is it just- uh, no, I have an ag, uh, another ag teacher. She's, uh, it's her second year teaching. Uh, I've kind of been through four ag teachers in my five years. Um, I started with Jonathan Smith and he went and, uh, to extension. Um, he's now in a Greensboro area doing extension. Uh, with the 4-H and uh, he got married it's not because I ran him off he got married had to leave so uh um and then for the record you didn't run him off that's right that's right I hope <laughs> not I don't know uh and then my roommate in college actually came and helped um and finished out the year because he left in the middle of a, um uh, the middle of the year kind of sort of thing and uh my roommate for college came and he helped finish out the year and then he went to Soul and Water in our hometown uh, which is in Trenton North Carolina um, and then Haley Batcher came and uh, uh, then she went uh, back to her, her, her hometown after one year. So then Kelly Huffman, who also come from a line of ag teachers in the region, uh, her grandfather taught agriculture for uh, until he retired in uh, Richlands High School. Um, and, uh, and then here she, she ended up with me. She graduated from Mount Olive College and uh, she's doing a great job. Um, really growing the chapter and uh, really taking off with FFA and stuff. So, uh, and she kind of grew up with it. So it's kind of come second nature to her, but yeah, she's my other ag teacher. Um, Catherine Huffman is the That's other cool. one. 
Uh, so horticulture and ag mech, uh, what's your, what's your favorite to teach? Uh, definitely agriculture mechanics. Uh, I just like welding. Um, when I, I guess when we, um, when you run out of stuff to teach, you know, uh, and you got a little off day and you're like, man, you know, forget to do that lesson plan on time. Like, boys, girls, let's go on to the shop. Let's get some. I was done. just talking about how my lesson plans aren't done. So I might take well, that advice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we just, we, we always got some projects going on and, uh, and I think it's key to, to keep projects going so that, uh, if you, um, if you do run out of stuff, you can always tinker on something that you, you got going on for a while. We had this tractor in our, uh, in our, um, bay, one of our bays for our shop. And, uh, I think we've had it in there for about three years. And, um, yeah, so, uh, we worked on that until the principal told us to get it out of there. Um, <laughs> we never got it finished, but we ended up selling it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a fun little project. I actually, um, used that uh, project, that tractor on my interview for the Titan games. So, uh, thank God it was still there. <laughs> I have one more and I, we didn't put this on our list of questions, but, what is the most unique SAE that a kid has in your program? Because I think that's going to look very different than what we have in North Dakota. So most, uh, well, yeah, I think um, uh, one it's of the not unique to does, you guys, but he uh, um, he does uh, what is he? He charter fishes. So um, got him a boat and. Uh, he um, does charter fishing on the coast, so uh, takes these people out and um, he does he takes some flounder gigging and uh, things like that. So I think that's probably the most unique um, essay that I got going on right now. That's pretty cool. Well, I guess everybody listening is probably ready to hear about uh, the Titan Games. So can you give us a little background on what the Titan Games is if somebody hasn't watched it before? All right, so the Titan Games is Dwayne The Rock Johnson's uh, TV show. Um, it's a competitive ag uh, athletic competition, um, and uh, they get world-renowned athletes from around the world, uh, and they, uh, they bring them together for a combine and pick the ones that they want to be on the show, and uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson handpicks them from the combine and uh, brings them to his television show and uh, competes um, in front of a live audience, and uh, – and it's, it's pretty cool. It's broken into a bracket, basically. Um, this year was a whole lot different. This is the second season of the Titan Games. And there was 16, I think, 16 guys and 16 girl competitors. And they broke down in each region. And I think they had, uh, it might have been 18. It was 18 because there was six, six, uh, six from the central region, six from the western region, and six from the east region of girls and guys. So it was um, 36 competitors. And uh, so basically they break it down into regions. But anyway, it's a... Uh, it's a lot of cool obstacles, a lot of high intense obstacles that are uh, come down to the wire. Some of them, it'll, uh, it, it'll really, um, for those competing and stuff, man, it was whew, physically exhausting. <laughs> so you were talking about the, the combine from which he picks from. How many like contestants try out to be hand selected? I think there was a uh, 30 to 36 competitors on each side boys and girls so they kind of uh basically half of them get handpicked um from that combine um it was a 
it was definitely a – I don't know. I'm not so sure I can, like, disclose what was actually in the combine. But it was um, a lot – I guess it was, it was very physical as well. Um, basic stuff that you would see at a combine, kind of test and um, test your uh, your athletic ability and your ability to you know um, finish tasks. You know, um, let's say you got something that you you can do as much of in this time frame, and then you get tired halfway through. They want to see you push through and everything um, to the end and keep on trying and not giving up and stuff like that. Uh, some people were not so good at some things, but they just wanted to see, make sure that you could uh, not give up and keep on going and things like that but uh yeah that was um that's a little bit background about the combine it was in la california they flew me out to la i've never been to la before um it was a long flight and i felt a little uh it was a little bit different in north carolina but uh it was um it was definitely an experience for sure they had a lot of organic stuff out there yes a thank lot of, you. yeah uh hypothetically I'm just brainstorming here. If we were to have an egg teacher combine, like what would be a task that we think that egg teachers would have to do in order to prove themselves? I don't know. I'm thinking for sure coffee needs to be involved. Coffee? Yeah. Because you don't yeah. drink coffee? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, don't think, I mean I don't like think. the amount of cups, you know, consumed in a short amount of time or... There was actually a guy that was uh, on the show that was a professional eater. So he ate ice cream for competitive events, hot dogs. He was a world-ranked eater. He's from Tennessee. Um, he's a state trooper in Tennessee. He's also the Tennessee Titans mascot for the football team. But uh, he was a professional eater. So um, What the, mo like the most unique man there? <laughs> the most unique man? I, probably me. I, I would say I was probably the most unique because I don't know. <laughs> I, I did I don't I don't do the things that they do you know as far as fitness goes and everything you know I do work out in the gym every day and uh I don't probably take the supplements and like stuff that they I don't do the research and everything they do and I mean like especially during hunting season right like I'm not going to you know hunting comes first than fitness I feel like you know because you only get a short period of time to hunt so you kind of got to prioritize a little bit in your off time. So, uh, you know, my, I get my fitness in while I'm hunting. So let's say I go, I might choose to go duck hunting in a swamp that's filled with mud instead of just going in a boat. And that way I just put on my waders and run through the mud. And then that's, that's endurance cardio right there. So that's kind of how you, uh, prioritize the, the fitness during hunting season kind of sort of thing. So I think I was probably the most unique because um, of all the things that I do as far as my extracurricular and hobbies, you know, hunting, uh, um, slow pitch softball. Uh, and I also um, have uh, what you call, I used to race cars, but I also uh, have some world-class hunting hounds, the fox hounds. So we have some foxhounds that we uh, compete with all across the uh, America, basically. Well, east side of America. You, what are their names? We both have dogs, so you have to. What are their dog? What are your dogs' names? Uh, well, I have a lot. I have rock many, but um, so I say I have pumpkin spice, caramel <laughs> latte. Um, let's see here. Are you being serious? This is their names? Yeah, itsy bits. <laughs> uh 
Jackie Moon. Um, let's see here, some more. Uh, and these are the dogs you hunt with? Yes, yes. Freight train. Yeah, <laughs> I got some cool names. Yep. I love that. So, okay. Turner. Yep. <laughs> so the process of the Titan Games, what was the process like? You know, you mentioned going down there, going to Combine. Um, yes. The process for Titan Games, um, we had to do the, con we had to send in an audition video. So I sent in my audition video in around February of 2019. And then I got a call in November of 2019 saying, hey, we want to invite you to the Combine. Um, thank God I kept right on working out. Of course, I work out just about every day anyway. I'm trying to do something that raises my heart, heart rate up a little bit. But um, I got a call in November, and uh, it was one of the times – you know how teachers in about November, they get like, man, when is Christmas break? Like, this semester is never going to end. And it was like on a way to work one morning – and I was like, at that point, I was like, man, I am, whew, this has been a long semester. And uh, then uh, I got that call that morning. I was like, man, this, this, are you serious? Like, are you, are you, this, I thought it was a prank call. But um, anyway, uh, they invited me to the combine in uh, L.A., which was in January, the beginning of January. And then I had, there was two weeks from the combine to the actual show. So two or three weeks, I think. And then um, the show took place from January, the last week of January to the first, uh, the second week of February. So it was a three week period is when the show was uh, filmed in Atlanta, Georgia is where they filmed the show. Um, but yeah, I was sending an audition video. Uh, I don't really know where the audition video is now. I can't find it anywhere. It's on my old phone and I'm, I'm trying to find it. When I find it, I'll, I'll release it, you know, let everybody see it. But, um, and then the first week of the Titan Games, uh, while we were down there, the last week of January was mostly interviews and getting to know the competitor, um, shooting off some slow motion stuff, um, the B-roll and things like that. Um, and I didn't know what B-roll was until I went down there. So evidently B-roll is, you know, um, slow motion. So I wonder what A-roll is. I don't know. But uh, – <laughs> Anyway, so we got I'm glad there. you explained it because I had no idea what B-roll was. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't know what it was either. And everybody was like, you don't know what B-roll is? I was like, no, I don't know what B-roll is. What's A-roll? You know, and they didn't, uh, they, they thought I was kind of dumb, but whatever. Um, uh, but then, so then they had the competition. Uh, we competed for the next two weeks. And um, I can't really say, like, how long you got in between competitions. I think that's a uh, – supposed to be undisclosed but um I mean there was times where it looked like I had a rest that I didn't have a rest if you know what I'm saying um it's not always what you see on the camera uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes and uh things that get edited out and things like that but uh, I will say that everybody on the Titan Games was really close uh all our everybody all the competitors are still we still talk just about every other day every day and uh there's some really good friends and everybody there was world-class, you know, just great people. Crazy. Like how you talk about the process, because when you see it on TV, like you said, it kind of just seems like it all happens. Like it just happened last week kind of thing. Whereas, you know, you recorded it, which you're lucky. I mean, you got right before COVID. It seems like 
with recording and everything. Yeah, uh, it, it all seemed to uh, kind of just, you know, everything fell into place, you know. Um, it happened right before COVID, and then they canceled the Olympics. So it, it wasn't going to air until after the Olympics. But um, since the Olympics got canceled, then they moved it um, forward. And so it, having a great time because no, you're not doing anything else during the coronavirus. You know, everybody's quarantined at their house. Like, what else is there to do? Oh, watch the hot games on TV. So it was a perfect time. Well, and crazy too, like, I can't keep a secret, but you kept a secret. Like, so for those that maybe didn't watch the show, you got runner up. So like, to not be able to tell anyone that I think would take a lot. Like, I would want to tell people right away, but you waited like, what, six months, something like that, five months? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like, uh, you know, there was only um, the people that were there that knew. Um, my fiance was there, uh, my mom, my aunt and my dad they were the only ones that knew um what place i got and everything and even my sister was like what'd you do what'd you get you know so uh yeah that was hard you know because I'm, I'm a person that can't keep a secret worth anything but i feel like once they once you sign that nda uh and seen the dollar amount they could charge you if you do disclose it I, it made it pretty easy considering our teacher salary that we have um like oh okay <laughs> yeah i won't say anything <laughs> Yeah, I suppose like when you put training, go ahead, Brianna. I was just saying, when you put it that way, then it would be pretty easy to not tell people. Well, and as a teacher, like you're told a lot of things that you're not supposed to say, so you're like, it's it's fine. Don't have to yeah. tell me twice. Yeah. So, how long? I mean, you said you mentioned they called you, and you're like, wow, I'm really glad I kept working out. So after you got that call, like, how long? Did you do any formal training or? Well, I had done, I think, two powerlifting competitions that year. So uh, my dad's into powerlifting as well. And um, and my sister that ag teaches at Pamico. So we had, and uh, so we had kind of like been prepping for those powerlifting competitions. And uh, so that was my training was powerlifting. And so when I found out I was going on Titan Games, uh, you know, I hadn't realized that last year's there was a lot of cardio involved so i stepped up my cardio but i don't feel like i had stepped it up enough to it those of you that don't know very much about powerlifting it's not very much cardio than powerlifting it's a lot of one rep maxes and power and not and high intensity for short reps and stuff so you don't get that muscle endurance that you would in let's say crossfit or um bodybuilding things like that but uh um so i stepped up my cardio and uh was trying to do a little bit better job of you know increasing my heart rate maintaining it at longer distance uh and making sure my muscles could last a little bit longer but i feel like if there was one thing i could change at the competition if i could have prepped a little bit more i would have really increased my muscle endurance and things like that maybe um done some more crossfit style workouts and things like that so the people that were in crossfit man they that, that was a I, I feel like that probably prepped you better for that kind of competition than anything So were there any, like, I guess you probably didn't know, like, what obstacles you were going to face or anything like that, like physical obstacles at the Titan Games, but were there anything that you, like, you know, I've, I've seen on TV, obviously, that people set up, like, courses in their backyard for, like, other um, similar competitions. Did you do anything like that, or was it just kind of weightlifting and, and some cardio? Well, like, not really, no. I mean, I, I did uh, swing the sledgehammer a couple times, and uh 
um, put up some fence posts. <laughs> um, and I was like, man, I'm, I might have to do this on tight games, you know, <laughs> but um, carry some poles around. Um, and uh, so I did end up doing stuff like that every single day, you know, that kind of fed right into it. But um, I mean, I didn't really like build a top Mount Olympus in my backyard or nothing like that. Um, not really a mountain person though. I'm more of a beach person. So uh, I think that's why I fell off the mountain right there at the end, you know, cause I weren't used to the mountains. You know, he was, and he was a mountain guy he's from Colorado. They go to the mountain mountains all the time, you know, I'm flatlander. <laughs> so I guess why though, like how did this all get started? Like, why did you even put in a video to, to be a part of it? Well, I mean, you know, and did you think they'd ever call you? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I felt like um, if they did ever call me, then I, I felt like I would be pretty successful at it. Um, but I mean, I just put in the video during my planning period one day. <laughs> so uh, I made the video during my planning period and submitted an application. Um, I don't think that, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I should say it was during my off time at the house. Uh, <laughs> I was actually maybe your school administration will listen. Yeah, I, listen to this. I'll just be impressed that our podcast made it to that many people. <laughs> no, I do do my work during my planning period. You know, um, it was during the summertime. Maybe it was during exam week. It was during exam right. week. Yeah, February yeah, yep. exam week. That's what it was. So no, we're clear. Was it was not during the hypothetical time that exactly. should have been yeah. planning. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> but uh anyway um so yeah i got I, I think that the reason i did it was because you know i just i felt like it was opportunities out there to do like a little something more and i i felt like i don't know if i didn't try then i say oh wh why didn't i do this when i was younger or why didn't i um put in an application for this you know uh i'm pretty sure during college i submitted an application to be general manager of some big store you know i had no idea like how to run a store or anything but hey why not you know <laughs> there's an opportunity might as well put myself out there and we'll see what happens but um anyway i, I kind of always been like that i've kind of always put myself out there and just in situations where maybe it maybe it'll take off maybe it won't you know but uh if you don't try it's never gonna happen so i felt like uh that's what i was going to do and submitted it i um submitted one to a survivor too but i hadn't heard back from him yet that was about two years ago so probably not might not happen well, but, now that you're a celebrity, maybe they'll pick you to be on the celebrity edition of Survivor. Yeah. I, I don't know. I told him he's I was too big for Survivor now. He's too. He's too famous. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm I, like you know, Reed Plankton. I will survive. So, um, but anyway, I think. Uh, I think that it, it, it. The right show is what when it happened. You know, I think that I was more. Um, prepared for the Titan games and any other ones anyway. So I think that this was the one that I needed to be on and uh, it just happened to work out and did pretty good. I feel like, and I uh, uh, wish I could have won, but Hey, maybe, maybe next year, maybe they'll invite me back next year. Who knows? So what was the most challenging obstacle? If you were going to, you know, rank them, what was the most challenging one that you had to do on the Titan games? Ah, the most challenging was definitely Mount Olympus. Pulling that ball and chain, oh, my gosh. Like, they might have bigger deer in 
where uh, where y'all are from. But the deer down here are not they don't grow 300 pounds. They just don't do that. So I was used to dragging about 100 pounds out of the woods and stuff like that. Um, 120 pound uh, deer maybe. Well, we don't have uh, woods, so like when we shoot our deer, we just drive up to it. So I mean, we don't really have to drag them out of anywhere here. So. Well, that ain't no fun. You don't know how out of shape you are until you try to drag a deer 250 yards through the woods. Yeah. And that, that will, that will put some wind in your, in your lungs. That's for sure. Whew. But anyway, um, my Olympus, definitely hardest, definitely hard. Mount Olympus. And then second hardest was probably nuts and bolts. And I, and that's kind of weird because I'm an ag mechanics teacher and I couldn't even figure out the nuts and bolts, um, uh, obstacle you know but they don't let you see and they don't let you know how much that wall weighs and uh i was just going to go in there and send it you know um so i threw off the top weights and i uh, tried to pull down the wall you know <laughs> what it, i mean that was the dumbest thing i could have done right that was pretty stupid like seeing all the other people and i'm sure everybody else saw like the people try to go early and they couldn't do it well i was probably i wasn't I wasn't the smallest competitor, but I wasn't the largest either. And I stripped off less than anybody in the whole competition before I went out there and tried to pull down that wall. Like, who did I think I was? Like, Hercules or something? Like, I, don't, I have no idea. But uh, anyway, I guess I got small man syndrome or something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think those two were the hardest. Um, I mean, I – Herculean pool and the lunar impact were probably my favorite, you know, and I, I didn't think I would like the Herculean pool, but I ended up liking it just as much as I did lunar impact because they're more power lifting kind of things anyway. They're not really endurance related. So you just get up there and hey, put the power to it and all gas, no brakes, you know. <laughs> How do you balance like everything going on in your life so when you were training for the titan games or when you were gone for those two weeks of the titan games uh your personal life you mentioned you had a fiance um and then also like just having time for yourself with ag teaching and and you know what advice would you have for people to achieve that balance well i mean i'm still trying to <laughs> achieve the balance um it's a work in progress uh, but i think that uh just making sure that um you have, I mean, maintain your relationships, you know, make, maintain um, people around you uh, and prioritize what's really important. You know, um, you know, it's all fun and everything, going to goofing off with your friends and everything on, on the weekends and things, but um, you got to make sure that uh, you prioritize what's really important. You know, uh, you're um, really uh, focus on, you know, my, my faith, you know, make sure that, uh, give time to time to the Lord and uh, um, a family and fiance, you know, cause those are the ones that are behind you 24 seven anyway. And um, maintain the physical fitness. Cause that's what Scott got me there, you know? Um, but, uh, and I will say, I always leave work at work. You know, I try not to bring it home at all. You know, I turn off, leave my computer at work. I uh, try not to do any work when I'm, when I'm not on the clock, you know, Monday through Fridays when I do my work, you know, if I, uh, if I have something I need to do, um, if it has to be done that weekend, then uh, I'll call somebody and tell them. Do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> then I'll, I'll stay longer, maybe on a Friday or until I get it done. Um, but 
I try to make sure that I leave work at work. And um, I got uh, the head basketball, varsity basketball coaching job this year at our high school. So uh, that's another thing that's kind of um, put some more uh, responsibility on me there at the high school. So with FFA and head basketball coaching job, that's, uh, that's going to be a lot. And uh, I'm yet to experience the height of both of them. Um, and uh, the pressure that that's going to be, but uh, you know, just trying to maintain uh, peace of mind and have a good time. Remember why I started teaching. You know, what what got me into teaching, and and that's the kind of stuff that kind of gets you through, kind of gets you through the um the tough times because there are going to be times that you're stressed out to the max, and uh, that's when you just got to make you a curry cup of coffee and you know buck on down and and uh, get through it. You know kind of like Mount Olympus you know it's hard it pushes on you but uh you can get through it you can push right on through and get to the end you see the goal you know where you got to be so get it done persevere persevere yeah I think I said that yeah that's good good advice uh I think we're all as teachers still working on work-life balance as I'm currently sitting at work (laughs) but um I did make time for this which is a passion of mine so we all you know it gets there's seasons in our career that there's no balance. And then there's other times where it's easier, but what do your students think? Um, maybe your community, you know, now that you've been on the Titan games and I mean, to us, you're famous, but are you, I mean, do they consider you famous? Uh, well, first of all, props to y'all for starting the here by the owl podcast. I think it's pretty awesome. Kind of uh, let um, something for all the other ag teachers out there and, and people in agriculture, in um in general you know get to hear some stuff uh, about what goes on in the classroom what goes on in in ffa and i think that's pretty important um but i think uh i think my students say they, they really don't want to look at me different well some of them do the ones that i haven't had yet and like, oh my gosh my teacher is on tv you know and uh that might have been my lesson plan the whole first week of school was showing the titan games my com- competitions um i mean you know whatever it is what it is you know but uh um i don't the ones that have had me before analyzing like mechanical advantage in an agmet class i'm sure yes yeah of course you know yeah newton's law of motion i think that's what it is yes (laughs) yeah obstacle in motion will stay in motion or something yeah i'm not a scientist ag scientist yeah it's okay but uh, my the students that had me before, they don't really look at me any different. Um, I think the first thing they said when they came in was my date on the syllabus was wrong, um, which it was. It was. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they're really humbling, really humbling for sure. Um, uh, even the people at school, they don't really view me any differently. Um, the people that don't know me, they'll uh, occasionally give me a little uh, glimpse of celebrity T-ism. I just made up that word. Um, but uh, they're like, oh, my gosh, you're on Titan Games. And, and little kids, you know, they, they love to come up to me and get pictures and everything, which is great. This is what I did it for. Um, but uh, the people in hometown in Trenton, uh, I already knew basically everybody in Trenton I felt like. So they kind of just like, oh, Will's on the TV, you know. Good job, Will, you know. Uh, yeah, good to do this for me <laughs> or something. <laughs> but uh, – yeah, it was, um, it's still, it's pretty fun though. Uh, and the times where I go out, like when I go to Raleigh, which is a big city, 
um, I feel like. Uh, go to the Bass Pro Shops or Cabela's, you know, somebody will recognize me every once in a while and I get me a picture taken with them or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's changed, it's changed my life a little bit. It's got me some more Instagram followers, that's for sure. Uh, so um, maybe something will uh, come of it or, you know, um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if you want your kids to think you're cool, your students to think you're cool, just make a TikTok about it, and then they'll be like, oh, you were on the Titan Games, because that's the only thing my students pay attention to, so. Yeah, I got a – I mean, my TikTok, it's, it's doing all right, but I felt like I did – Um, have y'all seen the TikTok where, like, how to get the students' attention? Like – I remember uh, you go on TikTok. Brianna's all about it, but uh, – I got me some followers up there. I think I got – 28,000 or something maybe um my teaching partner is actually borderline tiktok famous i feel like she's got like 80,000 followers on tiktok so um yeah we're uh we're trying to get to tiktok famous feminism <laughs> made up another word yeah i don't post i just you know watch everyone else's posts yeah i don't know if i should i don't know if i should between china yeah, school teaching you know I just probably not a good idea yeah Brianna will just send me the good ones so it saves me from scrolling through TikTok to find the one that's worth watching I got you that's smart smart <laughs> so I guess you mentioned this whole experience you know it's kind of made you better how do you think it's helped you be a better teacher um I feel like it's uh given me and my students you know a sense of like you don't have to um settle for anything you know uh if you kind of you can dream big dreams and you can accomplish them if you if you put yourself out there and you um you work hard you know uh, nothing good comes without hard work but uh nothing will come if you never put yourself out there for sure um i think uh yes i did work out hard you know i spent hours and hours in the gym working out and things like that but um, the only way I was able to do something on the Titan Games is because of them, that hard work that I put in. And uh, so I felt like uh, it gives them a sense of, um, of hope that, it, hey, maybe I'm stuck in like a little small town. Maybe I'm stuck in a small household. Maybe my circumstance is not very good right now. But that doesn't mean that it can't be in the future. That doesn't mean I can't go and accomplish great things and so forth. I come from a town of 300 people, you know, um, and there's hardly any industry business we've been flooded three times and uh people are like oh jones county all they do is get flooded you know but uh, great things can happen can come from a small town you know um i used to say dynamite comes in small packages but i mean not that i mean i hope nobody blows up anything that's kind of sore subject right now but uh with the world we live in yeah but it's getting better praise god maybe hopefully I think it's pretty cool for you to just be able to say like for your students, like kind of anything is possible. Like you just kind of put yourself out there and you, you know, what if I do get selected kind of thing, like might as well try because you're not going to get selected if you don't try. So that's a pretty cool, I think, lesson to show your students as well. Yeah. That's uh, that's, I mean, that's really why I, I wanted to show them like, Hey, I mean, I, and look, I, sh I told my kids, I was like, man, when I, after I went to the combine, they didn't know I went to the combine. I told some kids, the kids can be negative sometimes, you know, and so it, it, it's up to us to kind of create some positivity because 
sometimes they're, they're the most pessimistic people. And so you, you kind of want to create some positive like vibes that we can, I reckon you could say um, in their life. And I, I said, look, I'm going to go into Titan games. Here's a clip from last year's Titan games. Uh, and I was just joking around. I was like, I'm going to apply for this or something. I'd already been in the combine. So I was like, I'm going to apply for the Titan games. And uh, one of my kids was like, you'll get creamed on that show. <laughs> oh, really? Not a turd. <laughs> you what <should>. a turd. <laughs> no, I think it's hard. I mean, I see that too. I don't know. Brianna's at a brand new school, so she maybe hasn't seen it yet. But, you know, they do. They They get stuck in the box of like, I'm only going to do things in the state of North Dakota. Like I'm not going to go to college elsewhere. I'm, I can't do things that are going to, you know, get me beyond my state, my community. I don't know why that's such a mentality, but I like, you mentioned earlier, like it does, what's it hurt? Like, what's it hurt if I try nothing? Um, and I think in education, that's important too, because what's it hurt if you try a lesson and it doesn't work or a lab or, um, host an event and you know you never know what the the end result is going to be and I, I like that message yeah do fundraisers yeah <laughs> you'll never know what the results going to be with a fundraiser <laughs> but no. um yeah I think uh that that's a great message to like share with these students you know it's just um they can do it you know they put their put themselves out there and uh, uh I mean I feel like um if uh if they don't try then they, they, they won't never do it. Like becoming an FFA officer. If they don't like apply for an FFA officer, I won't never make it, you know? Well, you, you don't know if you don't try. So um, I think it's pretty rewarding to see students like go outside of their comfort zone in FFA or 4-H or whatever it be, um, or athletics and actually experience success and doing something that they didn't think that it could happen for him. I had this student that was, uh, she was a four year FFA member. She ended up being my FFA president her senior year, but uh, she was so shy. She couldn't talk to me as a teacher. Like she was just so um, introverted. And uh, then she was out doing leading parliamentary at her school and everything like that. And um, was an FFA president, was an officer for four years, went to state convention, met tons of people, went to national convention at Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, it's just good to see people that actually put the stuff out there, what they can accomplish, you know. So, what are your goals for the future with the Titan Games? Like, are you able to compete again next year? Um, can you can continue to train and try out again? Well, um, I have uh, up my CrossFit intake, um, thanks to Matt Chan, um, for moving my honey, and he's from uh. Well, I don't know. I'm not very good ge geography, but never mind. We'll, we'll, we'll skip that. But uh, um, but I have up my CrossFit uh workouts and uh still I'm doing a little bit more reps and trying to get trained, um, kind of inclined to more muscle endurance. And so I'll be ready if they invite me next year. Um, I don't know if if I should I apply again or should I. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Um, I guess I could reach out to uh, my agent. I don't really have an agent. Um, my mom. <laughs> Get her to call the person she knows down there because she was her contact or whatever. But um, I don't know uh, what will happen. Uh, might start my own um, hunting show. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, you know. Um, but uh, 
I don't know, whatever. I, I want to be open for it. You know, I want to be open to new opportunities, open for um, experiences because that's where learning takes place. When you, I never want to know how Hollywood works until I went out there and experienced it firsthand. So, and uh, just kind of like these SAEs, you know, the students don't know what it's all about until they get their hands dirty a little bit. So, uh, yeah, just open for experiences. And uh, if they, I'll, I'll be glad to go back, you know, and show old Dwayne that I can get, I can become old mountain man, you know, from the coast in North Carolina. Well, you let us know when you're allowed to, because we'll watch. <laughs> so when you don't have to keep a secret a second time, we'll be watching. Um, uh, a few more things. First and foremost, if any of my students are listening, they've been very interested in this podcast recently. So if any of my students are listening, you, you just have to come to me and say that you listened to this episode and I will have something for you. So they were pretty excited. Some of them knew who you were, Will. Some of them were like, who's that? So you're still semi-famous. Ah, that's good. That's yeah, good. don't let it get to your head that a few kids knew. <laughs> <laughs> but it is almost Teach Ag Day. That's this Thursday. And you mentioned um, the support you've had from other ag teachers First off, why did you become an ag teacher? Um, well, I mean, I kind of grew up in it. Uh, and um, I just, I worked at our FFA camp at White Lake for three summers while I was in college. And uh, at then I, I didn't think I was gonna become an ag teacher. I just wanted to work at FFA camp. And I was around high school students all three summers of uh, my college career. And uh, I was like, man, this is, this is pretty awesome seeing the, relationships um i'm big on relationships i really love to meet new people and um meet all different kinds of people and uh get to know them get to know what what drives people what influences people uh and uh so seeing the relationships that these ag teachers have with their students and uh just kind of noticing how involved they were in their lives and the positive impact they were making and a positive difference in the lives of others um, but, uh, and, and I saw that and then my dad retired the year I got out of college and, uh, like all the people that came to his retirement party and shared stories and the impact he had on their life. And I was, was like, man, that, that's a worthwhile job or career. You know, that's something that means more than monetary value, even though I would love to get paid more money, um, because, uh, education don't get paid enough. And that's why I think students need to realize, you know, ag teachers are more than just ag teachers. All right. Where, um, they have lives outside of that. Like y'all are doing a podcast. So they are social media influencers, you know? Um, and, uh, I think that, uh, teachers get a bad, you know, kind of a negative stigma these days. Like, Oh, you're just an ag teacher. You're just a teacher, high school teacher, elementary school teacher. Um, but they don't understand the importance of, that teacher in their life until later we're gonna on. say that louder for the people in the back just a teacher yeah like, so hear that it, all the time and even like i've heard other teachers say well i'm just a teacher you know if they're introducing themselves like i'm nikki i'm i'm just an ag teacher and that hurts me yeah i think uh there's so much more to people than just their you know what um what their career is you know um nobody would have known that i was you know athlete or something um sitting in front of the classroom you know uh 
that there's a whole lot more. I mean, I play slippery softball and I work out all the time and I, I like to hunt, you know. There's a lot more to your life other than when you're standing in front of a classroom. You just choose to do that because you like to make a difference and uh, and uh, help others, you know. And um, I think that's – I think education is, you know, very – noble profession and i think that well they should uh parents of today um should uh realize the importance of them more now th uh, now more than ever because of uh they're having to do it at home and uh and chances are they're not probably smart enough to do it just i don't know it may be not <laughs> i not think say I'm smarter than most parents but um, yeah, it's just, we're all trained to do something different. And right. I think, I mean, I just know that I have so many great colleagues that are so good in, in their content area that, uh, yeah, my, I did have a kid ask me like, well, you must be really rich. <laughs> like, what, what part of me looks like I'm rich, but yeah, it was a little eighth grader. So, you know, the value of a dollar it has not been learned yet, apparently. <laughs> but um, before we wrap this up, uh, we did some shout outs in our last episode because it is Teach Ag Day coming up and we've been blowing up the podcast world with Teach Ag Day, whether people listened or not, who knows. But do you have a shout out to any ag teachers that have been, you know, kind of a catalyst to you in your career? I'm kind uh, of yeah. on the spot. I, I didn't tell them I was going to ask this question. Yeah, I will say, uh, um, well, I mean, all, you, you know, NCFFA, I don't know too many people outside of NCFFA, um, but uh, I'll say uh, Mr. Holt, he was the ag um, leader, oh, the FFA uh, camp leader. He was my boss man for three years, you know, he, uh, he was really good at it too. Um, he kind of, you know, his sons played football at App State University, and so he was like, he knew how it meant to be physically, like physically active and, you know, athletic and stuff like that. So um, when his camp staff would go and play the, uh, the advisors from the other um, things, uh, other schools in North Carolina, you know, I always carried the team on my back because I was the most athletic um, on the FFA camp staff. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Mr. Holt, if you're listening, you know, I appreciate you out there. Um, and, uh, um, Glenn Howe, West Carteret, um, he's my go-to on horticulture, anything horticulture. I wasn't very good with plants. In uh, college, I was told to do a project, and my horticulture professor said, uh, uh, I might have a future in film industry, but probably not in horticulture. So, uh, um, shout out to you, Bryce Lane, for giving me. And it, like, was real. <laughs> uh, <hey. laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, Bryce Lane, for giving me that uh, that mind to go and uh, tackle film industry. But uh, yeah, um, Glenn Howe and Mr. Holt, and uh, there's a ton more out there. Anna Bruner, my best friend, um, that teaches ag, you know, at Western Hornet High School. So yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, Anna was like blowing up Facebook when you know Titan Games is like she is for sure your biggest fan. Oh yeah, we're we're really close. Um, she's uh, we worked on camp staff at FFA together, FFA camp together. So uh, yeah, she's bossed me around since day one. You know, she gets kind of feisty, um, telling me what to do. You know, but I understand it's all because of her hair color. But 
<laughs> I can't wait till she hears this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anna's great. Um, I've not seen her in a while, but yeah. So I, do you have anything planned for Teach Ag Day? Uh, I'm hoping my students give me some gifts, but they're probably not. <laughs> um, that's, that, you know, my dad used to get some cool gifts, you know. One year he got a shotgun, and uh, another <laughs> year he got a pig cooker, like a big old pig cooker. And when he retired, he got a new rifle. I ain't got nothing but a coffee cup. Like, we got students, y'all have got to do better. You've got to show your game. Yeah, you've got to, like, show appreciation to your ag teachers. And <laughs> I don't just mean, like, oh, you know, appreciate, and I do like appreciate a good social media post. Like, oh, thanks for all you've done, Mr. Sutton, or whatever. But, you know, gift cards go a long way. <laughs> I, mean, I love to eat, guys, girls. I mean, it's just, uh, just some hints out there, you know. I also I think that it indicates, like, how things have changed. Like, yeah. they gave them a gun. I don't know if that would... <laughs> fly yeah. Yeah, probably not. right now um but uh is there anything else you want to hear before we wrap up brianna any questions that you thought of sorry we asked you a lot of questions that we did not ask you to prepare for but i just had so many things that came up well honestly i didn't read the email okay that's good yeah then in that case they were all on there yeah um i don't really read well I read plenty of emails. <laughs> I get a lot of emails. <laughs> yeah, I think that's also an ag teacher. That could be on the ag teacher combine is applying yeah. to emails. <laughs> Put them in spam. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we thank you so much for being on the Here by the Owl podcast. Uh, I mean, I love that your message was all about, you know, why not? Like, you got to try because. Brianne and I, you know, saw that, you know, that you were on there, the national FFA put out their article. And I was like, do you think he'd be on our podcast? And Brianna's was like, do you even know him? And I was like, no, but like, I could just ask, what's he going to say? No. And so I just love how this whole message was about just trying. And so if any kids are listening, we, this whole thing came about with us just, you know, sticking our neck out there. That's, That's exciting. Right. But thank you again. Um, those listening, make sure you like Here by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a future topic idea or you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, make sure you uh, send us a message. So thanks again, Will. No problem. We wanted to record a separate segment because uh, after Will's um, shout out, to his egg teachers we had a few more shout outs we wanted to share and we just thought uh will talking about his dad and like the things that were said at his retirement are super powerful so uh because it's teach egg week we have a few more shout outs uh and so take it away brianna the first one is coming from andrea lounsbury um and she is shouting out nikki to hurt her <laughs> and her shout out is nikki is the most amazing teacher i've ever met all of her lessons that she creates are intriguing and fun. She devotes her life to her students and it truly shows. She loves them and they love her. So, and Andrea is 
one of the paras in Nikki's room. And um, so she knows Nikki's teaching ability better than anyone. So I think that speaks volumes to um, how well Nikki teaches and engages her students to have someone just like her. Text. <laughs> the next shout out is um, from Junior Owl. So I'm assuming that's someone who's trying to remain anonymous, but they are shouting out Mr. Cameron Young. And they say, thanks, Mr. Young, a.k.a. Senior Owl, for always answering the phone, solving life's problems, and making the journey fun along the way. That's so cute. The next person would also like to remain anonymous, and they are shouting out Rachel Dalton, who is an ag teacher in California that Nikki and I both know. Um, but their shout out is, thank you for all you do for our community and students. You are building our future leaders one day at a time. I love that. Um, I hope these people hear all these to, before their day starts on Monday. I hope so too. I just think it's, it's awesome that we've gotten so many great shout outs to all of the um, awesome ag teachers to be recognized. Um, the next shout out is from Grayson Kitts and she is shouting out Mr. Ball. Um, Grayson is student teaching right now in North Dakota. So she's a future North Dakota ag teacher. Um, and Mr. Ball was her high school ag teacher. And she says, Mr. Ball has been an inspiration to me and all the students that he teaches in his classes and through FFA. He puts everything he has into his students and makes sure that when they walk out of his class at the end of the semester, that they take something with them that they will remember for the rest of their life. He is one of the most selfless people I've ever met and would do anything for anyone. This is a good attribute to have, attribute to have as a teacher because teaching doesn't stop when the bell rings. He is always there to help students and others, even if it is after class time. He is one of the many reasons that I have chosen to pursue ag ed. Over the years, he has been someone that I know I can go to whether it is about life or teaching ag. He doesn't just teach because he, is, because he likes the ag industry. He teaches because he is passionate about making a difference in students' lives. He needs to just keep rewinding this and like listening to that. That's really awesome. Mr. Ball is a great ag teacher, and we are lucky to have him in North Dakota. And the last one for today is from Erica Carney, and she is shouting out Tony Bame. Tony Bame, the legend in North Dakota ag ed. We had him on our podcast um, not too long ago sharing some of his ideas. Um, but her shout out is, shout out to Mr. Bame. He figured out to how to hold a 70-member FFA meeting safely in person amidst the pandemic the real MVP. Well, uh, for those of you listening, there's still time uh, to give some shout outs. We hope to uh, recap Teach Ag Day and include some of those. So there is still time uh, to do that. Uh, Teach Ag Day is September 17th. So make sure you tune in online. Uh, and we have a few other podcasts that are uh, including some great ideas that you could do for Teach Ag. So there's still time to do something. Uh, even just a small conversation in your class uh, can make a huge impact. So thank you to all the Ag teachers across uh, the country that make teaching in this profession the best ever. Um, but special shout out to all North Dakota Ag teachers uh, who make being a part of North Dakota Ag Ed uh, really special.